Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Good morning and happy Friday, my friends. It is super chilly outside. It is fully feeling like winter and we are only 17 days away from Christmas. It's so strange how it seems like the lead up to December takes like a long time and I think it's because we have fall decorations out for so many months and everyone makes you feel like you have to wait till Thanksgiving before doing all the Christmas stuff and then all of a sudden boom it's like almost Christmas and you're like hustling around to have to buy things online to make sure that they'll get here in time for Christmas and running around to little stores to get this and that but it's cool. It's all good. It's been another busy week with athletics and all that kind of stuff. Um, tonight is my annual Christmas party at the newspaper where I write part-time, and it's always such a fun event. It's a really small, intimate Christmas party, but it's so fun. And I started working there in 2017, so this is um, so I've been going to this Christmas party for quite a few years, and um, I'm grateful that I still am on staff part time because I love the family at that newspaper, and it's going to be a fun time. And then tomorrow night we are going to a um, we're doing a couples dinner and doing an ornament exchange, so very festive stuff going on. And um, then we just move right along into another week. So I'm excited about today's episode because I feel like it will be very motivating and I hope that you can take some nuggets of info from it to feel, to go into life feeling a little lighter and a little braver and more equipped to, you know, not take things so seriously and maybe, and and my, my whole goal with everything that I do spiritually and all the stuff that I do is basically, you know, to get to a place where I relinquish control into the universe and I don't feel the need to try to manage everything in my life so strategically and try to control outcomes and all of that because it's actually impossible to do that. So wasting so much energy on trying to do it, I know that that doesn't make sense, but, you know, trying to rewire those neural circuits that have been doing that my whole entire life, you know, it's challenging, but it is possible. I know that it is because. I know because research says that it is. So I hope that today, um, the information that I'm going to share with you today will, will kind of help you because it kind of goes, it's, it's along those lines that I just mentioned. But, um, so did you know that there are, there are universal laws out there that govern so much of what we do, but most of us are unaware of them, you know, and some of these include the law of vibration, the law of attraction, the law of relativity. These are just universal laws that basically affect us and the way that we behave and the way that we're attracted to people or or the way that we're you know sometimes you're in a space with somebody and it feels very discordant that means the the, the law of vibration y'all are not vibrating on, on a similar frequency or maybe you meet someone for the first time and it's just like wow I feel like I've known this person forever and y'all are just chatting and it feels so comfortable and easy and you know maybe you guys are vibrating on the same frequency and so then of course we're familiar with the law of attraction the relative the, the law of relativity where we're all basically living a life based on our perception of reality, not necessarily there, there may not actually even, you know, be like a reality, but whatever we're perceiving, that's kind of the reality that we're living. So that's kind of the law of relativity. Anyway, I find all of this so fascinating and I feel like just being aware of them has really helped me 
you know, understand certain situations instead of being, if, you know, the whole law of vibration, if I meet someone, it's really uncomfortable. I'm not like, oh, what's, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with them? I just say, well, we're just vibrating on this different frequency. And I mean, that just is what it is. We don't all vibrate on the same frequency, you know? So, um, another example is if I'm a very positive person or, you know, when I'm in a positive state and I am around someone who's very negative, 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 judging, negative, that's, uh, we are, vibrating on different frequencies and that's just not going to go well because it's just not going to so that so that's a kind of a common common day example as far as that one goes but um you know I just find them all very fascinating and I may even do a series in January where I actually like dig into some of them and you know highlight a few in a string of episodes because I honestly feel like just becoming aware of them and, and applying the thought to everyday life it kind of makes life a little more fluid and it helps you flow better with the goodness of the universe instead of functioning from a place of, you know, defensiveness or fear or, you know, like we're always trying to like battle something that's like not actually happening. Um, so yeah, so, um, and the reason I mentioned those is because I am going to talk about Deepak Chopra today and he talks about the seven spiritual laws of success. And so, most people are familiar with Deepak. He is just a leader. You know, he is a renowned physician and author. Um, he's written so many books and he is undoubtedly one of the most, you know, inspired philosophers of our time. And I just love his voice. It's just so relaxing. All of his stuff. I love that he, you know, sometimes I buy a book on Audible and then I get annoyed because it's somebody else reading it. If it's like a self-help book or if it's someone that I follow in a podcast, especially like no offense to Joe Dispenza because I love his work, but somebody else reads his books on audible and it drives me crazy because I like his voice and I like listening to his podcast. And so I wish he was the one reading it, but I get that it probably takes a long time. It's probably a whole nother, you know, skill to like read a book on audible or whatever. But, <clears throat> but Deepak, he reads his own work and I love that. So because his voice is like, it, it's almost like, Oprah, Deepak and Oprah, their voices are like just so soothing to the ear. You know what I mean? Um, I love listening to both of them. So Deepak, uh, he teaches similar to the universal laws. He teaches the seven spiritual laws of success. And this doesn't mean like career success or academic success, although it can for sure. But it also just means success in life. And these laws are also illuminating and I feel like they're even more applicable to everyday life than the universal laws sometimes. So I certainly plan on highlighting some of the spiritual laws in the new year because I feel like the new year is just like a really good time to kind of like try to change some of our old thought patterns that, that are dragging us down or try to release some of those limiting beliefs and just sort of step into the newness that comes along with the new year, which is so fun. Um, but the seven spiritual laws include the law of pure potentiality, the law of giving, the law of karma, the law of least effort, the law of intention and desire, the law of detachment, and the law of dharma. And for the past 13 days, I have been listening to uh, Deepak's 21 Days of Abundance meditation series on Spotify. And it offers like 15-minute segments. So it's only 15 minutes for a span of 21 days, which is the amount of time most people need to develop a habit. And um, within these episodes, he weaves in the seven spiritual laws. So, and you can do this series whenever you want. It's not like you have to start on a certain day. It's just 21 days. You just have to commit to doing it 21 days in a row. And I really think this is also a really good series for people who like the idea of meditation, but they don't want to sit down and just sit in silence for 20 minutes or whatever. So what he does is he 
He begins each episode with a teaching and a centering thought, and then he ends with a short meditation. And I mean, it's very short because I'm so used to meditating recently that when I do his little meditations, it feels like it's like two minutes, but I think it's actually maybe like a six to 10 minute like meditation, but it goes quickly and he plays this really relaxing music. And so, yeah, it's called um, 21 Days of Abundance Meditation Series with Deepak Chopra on Spotify. I would highly recommend it if it's something that you're interested in trying to kind of get into that spiritual space. And I also want to point out that I feel like Deepak and Louise Hay and Gabby Bernstein, all these people, I feel like that they're, that they work in conjunction with just God. And so I don't feel like it's either or like, I feel like maybe people who are traditional Christian, they feel like this kind of stuff is too new age. But if you actually listen to all these folks, they are very spiritually driven. They are very connected to the divine. So to me, I just feel like they're basically voices of God on earth. And so, you know, I feel like for me, they have like deepened my spirituality tremendously. So if you are just a tradition, you know, not just, but if you are like a more of a traditional, um, you know, person of faith who likes to read a lot of Christian work and stuff like that, I just encourage you to try to branch out a little bit and listen to some of these other things, because I feel like it will only deepen your faith, um, in a higher power. But I've been doing these meditations early each morning and I've been really committed because I can tell when I don't do them, I feel a little off. And if I do do them, then it's, they have been so good for my psyche and establishing a calm mindset, you know, like before I move into a super hectic day of work and parent parenting. And I feel like if I wait and do it later in the day, like after lunch or something, it's still good, but it doesn't have quite the same effect as if I do it first thing in the morning. And again, only 15 minutes. I think most of us can find 15 minutes in the morning um, before the hustle and bustle of the day to really center ourselves and help make the day go better. So a couple of recent segments really hit home with me and I think they will inspire you as well. On day 11 of the series, Chopra reminded us that everything is as it should be. And then he talks about the law of least effort, which is one of the seven spiritual laws of success. And the law of least effort is basically doing less and obtaining more from the universe. So let me explain. I listened to this meditation at least four times. I made Matthew listen to it because to me, it just felt so powerful and it is deep. And so if you're not accustomed to kind of listen to really deep philosophical stuff, it may sound like a lot at first, but if you really listen to it and kind of, and kind of like process it and let it marinate, then I think it's really powerful. So I actually wanted to just read a part of that um, transcription from his episode because I can't paraphrase it any better than the way he said it. So here we go. The universe is an elegantly orchestrated symphony. When our body-mind is in concert with the universe, everything becomes spontaneous and effortless, and the exuberance of the universe flows through us in joyful ecstasy. This is the essence of the law of least effort, trusting that everything in the universe is as it should be, in perfect harmony. Knowing this, we dance to the rhythm of the cosmos, living life in comfort and ease, shedding the belief that abundance is the result of struggle. The law of least effort tells us that we can do less and accomplish more, but first we must practice acceptance. The more readily you accept the circumstances of your life as they are in this moment, the easier life becomes. When you struggle against this moment, you're actually struggling against the entire universe. 
And while you may have intention for your life to change someday, accepting it as it is right now places you in the best position to obtain your goals. We have likely all heard the maxim, no pain, no gain, that we have to work diligently to achieve what we want in life. However, the law of least effort teaches us that when we act in harmony with nature, established in the knowledge of our true self and motivated by love, we can create the success and good fortune that we desire with effortless ease. So today, put the law of least effort into practice, accept all people and circumstances in your life exactly as they are, take responsibility for your life without blaming yourself, knowing everything is as it should be, practice defensivelessness, and relinquish the need to convince or persuade others of your point of view. End quote, Deepak Chopra. And the reason that I like this so much is because I feel like, um, okay, so I read this to Matthew or we listened to it together and he was like, so, but does that mean that like, okay, so when it says like practice defensivelessness and relinquish the need to convince or persuade others, I mean, does that mean like, you know, you, you, you don't stand up for yourself or you don't try to like, you know, debate a point of view. But I feel like the part that really struck home with me was the part that said, accept your life as it is. And then that part that Matthew is asking about when he says, if you act from your authentic self and from a place motivated by love, you can't go wrong. So even if you feel strongly about something, I think instead of trying to convince or persuade others to believe like you, the better way to do it is to come from a place of love and compassion. And then it comes across much differently. And so I, I love this because I sometimes get into this spiral where I'm like, you know, his words just really struck a deep chord with me, particularly during this time of year, because as I've mentioned, my mom passed away in 2016 and not having her with us at Christmas never gets easier. And also just coming from a divorce situation, there's a lot of mom guilt around this time of year when I feel like my boys don't kind of have like this normal flow of the holidays and they're still having to go back and forth between houses. And I start to feel really guilty. And, and so I have to just, this helped me because I have to just accept my life for what it is and know that everything is as it should be. So when I think about that, then I feel a lot lighter and I feel like less guilty and I feel like everything is as it should be. And, um, so for me, just having that train of thought, especially this time of year, it really makes me feel a lot better and kind of alleviate some of those heavy emotions that I can carry. Um, you know, and then, and then sometimes it's just even like, you know, not, not even deep things like grief and divorce, but I mean, uh, just other things. I can just get frustrated if work stuff or like friendships or whatever aren't going the way that I think that they should, or if people aren't meeting my expectations. And just as the law of least effort says, when I think this way, it feels like I'm in direct opposition to the universe. So I can actually feel the discord, and this is true. I can actually feel the discord between me and the universe, and it makes me irritable and frustrated. So I think I've learned that anytime I just start to get like so frustrated and just like, like, agitated, that's when I'm not moving into the flow in, in with, I'm not moving with the flow of the universe. And I think that that's a good indicator for anyone. If it feels good in my heart and I feel like, well, maybe I'm not getting my way, but I'm acting from a place of goodness and I'm letting people know how I feel from an authentic, you know, compassionate part of me, then I just go with the flow or that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not saying I'm an expert at this because I am definitely trying to work on this myself, but I think like for me, a, a sign that I'm not moving 
you know, in synchrony with the universe is when I get really frustrated if something isn't going my way or if I, or if something's not going the way I want it to. And that is like really not a good way to be because I mean, we really, it is really, really, which I'm going to talk about in this next section. It's really hard for us to control the outcomes of our life. It's like literally impossible, but we spend so much time trying to do just that when instead we could just be, we could just be still and we could just be accepting of the way that our life is and know that everything is as it should be. If we are, you know, acting from a place of love and if we're trying to, you know, be aware of the abundance that is already out there in the universe. Um, so yeah, I feel like the law of least effort really hit home with me. That's something that I've been using for the past several days since I listened to that episode, which is just trying to keep in mind that everything is as it should be. A few days after that episode, I listened to one um, where Deepak talks about the law of detachment. So he reminds us that the universe is abundant and we are an expression of the universe. So if we accept this idea of an unlimited abundant universe, then we relinquish the idea to manage circumstances and force solutions to achieve our desires and meet our needs. This is the essence of the law of detachment. So the law of detachment teaches us to focus our attention on what we desire, take the necessary steps to achieve our dreams, and then find security in the wisdom of uncertainty and letting go of any attachment to outcome, which is an an essential step in achieving our goals and manifesting a future that we want. Uncertainty is essential to life and it's not something we should fear. So this is so such a part of the human experience where we fear uncertainty. And if we could somehow turn that around and see uncertainty as almost like an exciting adventure, I mean, we can do the things that we have control over and know that we need to do and act from a place of love. But other than that, I think, you know, seeing uncertainty from a lens of wonder and interest and curiosity. And again, this is something I'm working on because I am a thinker and I try to analyze things and I try to problem solve all day long. And it's very, can be very stressful or very just heavy. I keep using that word because it's just so, it's hard to be joyful and playful when you're always like trying to analyze everything and problem solve. But I feel like I've actually gotten so much better over this past year just from keeping all of this stuff in mind and really trying to rewire. I mentioned Joe Dispenza earlier and he does a lot of uh, brain research about the rewiring of our neural pathways um, from this type of thing. So like meditation, um, you know, new belief systems, like we can change the subconscious program of our mind, but it takes work and it takes a lot of daily practice and reading and this kind of stuff like that Chopra is reminding us of. I mean, we can't just, ex- we can't just say one time, like, oh, I wish that my mind didn't work like this, or I wish I didn't think like this and expect those neural pathways to change because they are so ingrained. He describes it, Dispenza just describes it as like, a deep rut in the road that because we have been thinking the same way for so many years that we could just keep digging that rut deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So obviously it's going to take some time to relevel that old rut and create a new one, create a new um, neural pathway, but it can happen. And so I am trying to just be aware of myself and be aware of triggers and be aware of some, if, if I react to something in a strange way, instead of being like, oh my God, here I go again, I use it as sort of like a, uh, like a piece of information to try to help me figure out like, why am I still doing that? Or why, why did I react in that way? Um, and so I think for me, if I used to 
hate uncertainty. And I think it was because in my childhood, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uncomfortable uncertainty. There wasn't a lot of structure. There wasn't a lot of um, indication of, of what was going to happen. So I always felt like on edge because I wasn't sure, like, you know, my parents were always working multiple jobs. We were always running around everywhere. Dinner was on the fly. Like there was just always like, you know, going straight from school to like a practice, like baton practice or dance practice. It was like, it's just like a lot of like hustle, bustle, chaotic type of stuff. And so I think it felt, I think that's why I'm uncomfortable with uncertainties because I didn't have a lot of certainty in my childhood. And so now I, I like to have certainty in my life. So what I've come to believe is that there's some certainty I can have. Like I can have certainty about what I put in my body to eat. I can have certainty about, you know, what time I wake up each day and, you know, how much work I do each day. Um, I can make a to-do list if I get it all done, oh well. But, you know, I can make sure I have a morning routine. I can make sure my body gets physical movement. Those are things that I can be certain of. But other than that, when it comes to other people's reactions, opportunities that come my way, I, I literally can't control them. So those are like places of uncertainty that I'm trying to approach with more wonder and excitement as opposed to like, oh my gosh, I hope this goes a certain way because it's just like stressful when you think think like that. Um, okay, he gave such a good example, so I have to repeat it. Basically, he was given the example, so his whole point here is to just relinquish things to the universe and just let the universe do its thing without us trying to control the outcome. So he gives this example of, you know, when you're trying to recall the name of a person, like you see somebody, you can't remember their name, or maybe like you're trying to think of a song that you want to tell somebody about, or a name of a book, or anytime you're trying to think of a name of something, and you, and you know how like you sit there and you're like, I'm, I got, oh my gosh, I know what it is, it's on the tip of my tongue, I know, I know. And then we kind of just, because it's not a big deal, a lot of times we're like, okay, whatever, it'll, it'll come to me later. And so we just relinquish it to the universe, and lo and behold, like 20 minutes later, boom, it pops into our subconscious. Well, that is what he is trying to suggest that we do with other things in life, big things in life. Because they're bigger things, we have a harder time relinquishing them like we do the name of a person or a song. But he's saying use that same strategy, you know. It's like just let it go. Like, you know, say, oh, I want this to happen. This this is a dream of mine. This is a goal of mine. And then relinquish it into the universe and let the universe do its thing and help us figure out how it's going to happen without us trying to control it. So I love that example because to me, I'm like, I do that all the time. I'm trying to think of something and then I'm like, whatever, just let it go. And then I always think of it because I just let it go. You know, and he says that in the physical world, there are these, we have perceived boundaries such as time, space, and opportunity. But in the spiritual world, no such boundaries exist. So what does exist is pure possibility, pure potentiality, which we activate through our thoughts, our beliefs, and our intentions. So abundance springs from this unlimited source. So therefore, release any thoughts of limitations and go to the source that lies within and proclaim your intention. So go to that like deep place within your soul, your, you know, your heart and like go there for, to proclaim your intention to the universe, but then let the universe do its work on its own and let those answers come to your subconscious, just like the name of a song or just like the name of a person. And allow everyone and everything the freedom to be exactly as they are. Accept uncertainty and witness the solutions and opportunities that spontaneously spring from, from the uncertainty. And then step into the field of all possibilities. You know, remaining open to, to the infinity of choices that are actually out there. We always think like, oh, what's, what's the right choice? Or I wish this would happen. Or I wish this person would do that. But really, there's an infinite number of choices out there. But we just have to be open to them instead of wanting things to go exactly how we want them to go. 
And so I know, so basically he says that we need to let go of the need to arrange our lives and know that the universe is going to bring abundance to us. I mean, that may be an abundance of love, it may be abundance of opportunity, it may be an abundance of peace, joy, gratitude. It could, it could be monetary abundance. But, you know, instead of trying to force the abundance to come to us, we need to just relax and stop arranging our life and trying to arrange our life, trying to plan our life so strategically and just control the things we can control, but then allow the infinite possibilities to come to us. So as you go through this weekend, and I'm going to do the same, I want you to keep this in mind. Embrace the wisdom of uncertainty instead of fearing the unknown. Let life be a wonder and a gift, opening yourself to all the infinite possibilities. I'm going to continue working on this, and I know if I can make it more of my core belief system, then life will feel lighter, it will feel it will feel more joyful it will feel more exciting and i think that more choices and opportunities are going to come my way if i just let go of some of these control beliefs that i have and i hope that you can do the same so i hope you have a fantastic weekend take care of yourself and and your loved ones and i look forward to having you join me on the next episode of she breathes If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at susanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.